2: All right, welcome to this little experience. We call brother from another happy Friday to you, Michael Smith. What's up my brother. How you doing? Good to see you. And I think uh, I thought I would do you a favor today on a Friday and start off by talking about the greatest player in NBA history. Who you know is. Who is
3: it? It's Michael Jordan. (laughs) I mean, obviously, <laughs>
2: right. I know. Like, I don't, obviously, obviously for you, obviously. I, I don't really, yeah. I don't really believe that, but I, I'll just say it for you. Um, but no, <laughs> in, in all seriousness, uh, Michael Jordan known as arguably one of the greatest players, arguably. if not the greatest player, if not the greatest player in NBA history, the news came out that he is going to sell his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets. And Michael, I got to tell you, this, this story really hit me in an odd way because I think we'd all agree Michael Jordan has not been a great owner. As great as he was as a basketball player, he has been close to the opposite as an owner. Not very good, not very accomplished with the Charlotte Hornets. I'd say the best thing he's done in Charlotte, well, two good things. One is for the collective and one is uh, for the individual. Collectively, he was a part of the group that got the name changed from the Bobcats to the Hornets. So when New Orleans got the Hornets, Charlotte didn't have it anymore, and so now they're the Charlotte Hornets and New Orleans has the Pelicans. Got. That's great. And the other thing is he bought in for like 250, 275 million dollars and when he sells, he's going to get a lot more than that. That is good for Michael Jordan personally. So although he's not a great owner, I'm just a little down. I feel a little conflicted that he is selling his majority stake in the team because that will mean, Michael, that in this so-called black league, people say about the NBA, the so-called black league will have no black owners. So no black owners in the NBA, no black owners in the NFL. Wouldn't it be great and beautiful and hilarious to have a black owner or two in the NHL? in Canada too. I want it in Canada. Okay. Uh, I want it. I want a black owner there and no black owners in major league baseball. And so on one hand, maybe Charlotte Hornets fans are saying, yeah, we can get an owner who can turn this operation around and we can be a relevant sure. NBA franchise. Maybe we can get to the NBA finals one day. On the other hand, it's not great uh, for, for black ownership. And I just, I don't know about you. I don't see any path to it getting better, it's supposed to be getting better now. This feels like yeah. not just a step back but but twenty three steps back.
3: yeah, no, it's definitely um a sad day on that front uh It's definitely a discouraging development when it comes to um the push and the movement and aspiration for minor- minority ownership across sports but I mean Michael Jordan you know. Uh, he's the prototype. He's not just the greatest player of all time, but he established a blueprint for professional athletes post-career. Um, you know, he's, his relevance has not declined over time at all. Father Tom is, unde- is defeated when it comes to Michael Jordan's relevance, both in terms of the marketplace, pop culture, but also just the business of NBA basketball. He is still, um, you know, quite influential when it comes to the modern game, uh, even though his team has not been successful. And, and the thing about Michael Jordan, uh, so you said everything that needs to be said about minority ownership. That point, point taken, you've already preached the word on that. I don't need to echo that. that. That's problematic to not have, it was problematic to only have one black majority owner or governor, if you prefer, uh, but to now be down to zero, and he'll keep his minority stake, but back down to zero is right. certainly a step back. But in terms of Michael Jordan's legacy as an owner slash governor, here's the thing. Um, I th- I would ask you this, I would counter with this. How many good owners are there? How many successful owners are there in the NBA in particular like Michael Jordan compared to everybody else is something that we never associate with Michael Jordan, which is just like everybody else. Average.
2: Nah, he's I, your average NBA I, I was, owner.
3: It, it, I a few say of them have. I say they've. I say it's about the win percentage. Well, okay. What we I think like? they all. They're they're all the same. A few of them have gotten lucky here and there with the with the lottery pick or or with a certain player that may have helped turn their franchise around. But most of them don't know what the hell they're doing. Most of them are about the bottom line. Most of them have not experienced any significant amount of success. I believe that Michael Jordan's lack of success as an owner slash governor is only used by those who want to knock him down a peg or two as a player, because his resume as a player is impeccable. His resume as a play as a player cannot be touched for the most part. Absolutely. But when it, okay, but, but, but if you want to point to, you want to say, oh, well, he wasn't perfect. Not not you. No, not you. Not you. But I'm saying,
2: but I, I, but I got that, but I'm saying like, you, you're talking to somebody who loves. I hate. I know you love Michael Jordan because uh, uh, <laughs> I, I know you
3: love Michael Jordan. That's part of. I know. I know. I know why you love Michael of. Jordan. Okay. But there are some people. There are some people who love to point out his failure as an owner slash governor as a counter to how he's propped up and and, and mythologized and worshipped and praised as the greatest to ever lace up. Shoes. Hell, there's a there's a movie coming out about courting Michael Jordan. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. You know, court, chasing air or courting air. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Can't wait, and they can't wait to see it. I hope, they, okay. I hope they do it right. I hope they get it okay. right. So so all I'm saying is like, I'm not sitting up here and saying like Michael Jordan is, Jerry is rest in peace, Jerry Buss. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that Michael Jordan's as as an owner is is some, you know, hey, you know, he set the standard, not the same standard he set as a player. No. But I would argue that if he weren't Michael Jordan, he'd be like any other owner for the most part who just unfortunately hadn't gotten a number one pick that turned his franchise around or hadn't lucked up and got one of the greatest players of all time to play for him. Hell, what was Chicago Bulls ownership before he got there for crying out loud, right? Right. Like, no, I mean, yeah, but, that, know, that, but, but most that's part of them. Uh, okay. Yeah. 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 I'm just that, saying. Like we can beat up it. on Michael Jordan. I, okay. Yes, this is me. Uh, this is me putting on a cape for Michael Jordan, the owner. Uh, Michael Jordan, the owner. For getting, Jordan. You are. You uh, are. Because come on. Tell, tell, name, name name five good owners in the NBA. That name five really good owners. And there's guys that will spend. Some guys will spend. They may not spend wisely. But name five owners that, but for a stroke of luck, would be hated by their by by their fan bases. Give me okay, five. Give me five people like, that like they, This is a this is a maverick, a this forward-thinking, a progressive. Oh, come. who? This is. Oh. I mean, this is. easier. Most easy. of them, most it, of them have come and gone. Most of them have come about and gone. championship. Most of them have championship come and owners. gone in the decade plus. The decade plus since Jordan bought the Hornets from Bob Johnson. The championship owners again, people who lucked up and got a great player. And fortunately, didn't but it's, okay, this it okay.
4: I, I like your point. I like your point. I like your point overall. It's provocative. It's making me think. The only issue I have with your Miami Heat ownership, Miami Heat ownership, is, Miami heat ownership okay, is one. That, okay, it, Mickey, heat Mickey ownership. okay, Mickey Harrison. Okay, Mickey Harrison. Okay, up. ownership. Lakeup, in Golden State,
3: right? Okay. Okay. Wait. Okay. Perfect example. No. Perfect example. Now, now, no, 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 no. That's a good one. But mind you, mind you, mind you. I grew up a Golden State Warriors fan. I know they didn't own them on the team all, all that time. But I grew up a Golden State Warriors TMC? fan because New Orleans TMC run T, run TMC. New Orleans didn't have a team. Okay. Weren't they despised at one point by their fan base? Was well, yes, yeah, because the owners yeah. until Steph Curry was unlocked. And Steph Curry
2: to new heights. But they weren't. But they weren't owners for TMC. They weren't there. They weren't the owners for that. No, 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 no. That's
3: what I said. That's what I said. I said they haven't owned them all that time. I'm saying, weren't they? I'm I'm saying I followed the Warriors over the years. Weren't they despised at one point until Steph Curry took them to new heights? Until Mark Jackson put the ball in Steph Curry's hand? And I'm saying, my point is always. I'll repeat it again. None of them know what they're doing until they get lucky and they wake up on third and think they hit a triple and they're smart enough to spend around those. Some of them are smart enough to spend around, like like Bucks ownership. Congratulations for re signing Giannis Antetokounmpo and and, and, Except, and, and, and and investing around him and you got a championship out of it. I would have put them on list. I would have put them on the list. I, put them on I would have put the Bucks? I would say, yeah, I would say Mark Cuban. Cuban. I would put Mark Cuban on there. He spends he spends quite a bit, not always the most wisely, but I'll put Mark Cuban on that list. Um, the Celtics, you know what? I, I would, think the Celtics.
2: I think the Celtics, the Lakers, uh, great ownership Clip, consistently. The Clip, Clippers, uh, Clippers. Yeah, Clippers now. Yes, I'd say I put the Clippers
3: in there too a Balmer. I mean, I think they're probably more. They're, they're more than you think. How do, pe- how do, I mean, how do you know, people feel about Joe? How do people feel about Joe side right now? Sixers. I'm, I'm I'm. There's a handful. Six. Okay. Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert. Okay. Dan Gilbert is a perfect example of what I'm talking good, about. Was good was job. Dan Gilbert always considered a good owner until he got no. LeBron? And then when and then and then Comic Sans. Le- LeBron left. Was <laughs> you know. It yeah. was despised and now guess what they sleep, found a way to sleep easily Cleveland to get a sleep to get, easily, a, good, sleep easily, to get a good team again, but but they now have a good team again. I mean, listen, yeah. they got they uh, there's a lot of fan bases besides Charlotte that if you issue. asked him about ownership would complain. That's all I'm saying. Here's my issue with what you said. You said lucked
2: up. They don't know what they're doing. They lucked up and they got a good player. I would argue that luck has nothing to do with it. If you're a good owner will know, hey, I need to stay out of the way or I need to hire someone really good to run the basketball operation. I need to do a better job in the community. I need to do a better job at the business on and on. That's what good ownership is. Good ownership is not necessarily, you know, scouting the players yourself, but don't, as you once said, a different context, you were like, huh, look, I understand if you can't do well on your own, but don't hold me back. Don't be a liability and that's what bad ownership bad ownership. is beyond luck bad ownership holds a team back from reaching its full potential. I would say and it's hard from it. Oh God, it's so hard. for me I would to say, say this. there are
3: more owners like that. There are more I, I like enjoy, that than there are good. No, oh, no, maybe he did all the oh, back. Maybe hurts. he did. We 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 know oh, he's not a great so judge much. of talent for the most part. We know he's not a great judge. His, his draft record when he was picking oh. players was very spotty. Yeah. Okay, but but okay, but I'll give you, I'll give you I'll give you a great example. Okay, respected, beloved, marquee. But what have you done for me lately? Los Angeles Lakers ownership. Right. Okay, well, what what is it? Okay, contemporary what have Los done, Angeles Lakers ownership. Contemporary. The contemporary Lakers, local, right? do, do they contemporary, always have it not, together? Do they not, always don't have it to, together? They always have together? But you know what they?
2: But this but this is what no. they did. I mean, if you look at Charlotte, was record, like five. I, I think were, I'll come in. You're you. understating. You're understating how bad the Charlotte Hornets been were under Michael Jordan. It wasn't even average. Like average. A, what is it? A four hundred or something like in, that. Is, Terrible. It like 400? It is, is it like It is like 40% of the worst or it, it, it's it's low. I didn't even I, I can't even count that low. From we about count that high, I can't count that low. Um, but it's not great. There we go. Thank you very much. Yes. I am going to excuse. I'm excusing for the 759, but he got two winning records. But but, but wait,
3: but here's the I'll worst part. Three. Here's the worst. Three. But here's the worst part. Here's the worst part. They were always just mediocre enough. To not, but they never really bottomed all the way out. This is probably the first time that they're gonna bottom all the way out, right? Like they've always just been kind of sort of in the mix there. No, 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 no. I'm bottoms. saying like all. I'm saying all the way out. I'm saying like yeah, tank, like tank, like all the way. Like you know, number one overall pick type bottom out, um, which he would have probably blown anyway. I'm not here to say that Michael Jordan is some fantastic executive. I'm simply saying, I think, okay, put it this way I'll meet you here. I'll meet you here, then we'll go to break if you don't mind, because we got company right. coming and we're going to get back, get to sure free agency. I'll meet yeah. you here. If, if I am, in fact, understating um, how bad Michael Jordan has been at the helm of the Charlotte Hornets as an owner, um, and again, I know the players he's picked, I know the record. If I'm understating that, then I would say we are overestimating. Uh, the quality of ownership across the board and Michael Jordan's poor performance is also being exaggerated as some kryptonite for Superman. I, I, I'll, I'll say this. Both things are happening here. Michael Jordan was awful, but Michael Jordan's poor ownership relative to a lot of his peers is being viewed through the prism of Michael Jordan. Sure. Oh, see, he ain't, great sure, at, because- he ain't great at everything. But he is
2: and and I'll say uh, that's fair. I got to tell you last thing I'll say Michael Jordan is so inspiring as a businessman as a business story. I mean, if you really think about it, he's a he's about to he's in this position to bring it full circle. I said I'm a little down uh, despite his his record as an owner like the record of the team on the court. I'm a little down that somebody with this story is now, and, and with that complexion, is now selling out, uh, not not in the pejorative sense, but now selling his majority stake, his ownership, and become a, minor, a minority owner. But the fact that he's in this position to be a billionaire, one of the richest men in North America, is an incredible story if you consider where he came from. 100%. Didn't didn't grow up dirt poor or anything hey, like that. They didn't, didn't grow up we, not abject poverty. I got it, but right. A lot of billionaires don't have that
3: profile. It's amazing. We, we gonna talk offline about this light skin, dark skin thing, this, this complexion thing, you gotta, Cause bro, like y'all winning, dog. Y'all mean y'all got. I mean, Michael B. Jordan, Jonathan Majors, Morris Chestnut, and I know that's different it's, shades, it's, but I mean, like, quit, quit no I y'all. like you got it. I, ain't no, like y'all got it so ain't hard. No, light skin hey, people listen. got it hard.
2: I'm not buying that we got joke. all kind, we got all kind of
3: stereotypes. We got to no. overcome shit. Vinny coming on later. Listen, I bet you, you $5 Vinny make a light skin, Joe. bet you 5 Hey, I bet you $5 he make a light skin, Joe. <laughs> unity. Somebody unity. Somebody probably looking at me right now Ain't like no. stop acting so light skin. Right now as, as <laughs> I bring this up. Somebody like, hey, I mean, so don't not miss me with that." me with that. michael
2: we're not we're not buying with, it today. this complexion we not,
3: with this complexion we not buy it. You always bring we're it not buying we're not buying it today every time we talk about no. every time we talk about michael jordan <laughs> you got to go and pull a skin complexion out your ass that's your hey, one no, no. that's your one we're together michael jordan michael jordan we're together <laughs> we're family
5: bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, archaea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
6: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So...
1: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
6: He told everyone I'm going to go through my process. He announced the darkness retreat that the Packers didn't know existed until he announced it. He felt like the tone and tenor of the Packers had changed after he had quote-unquote, elongated the process by going through the darkness retreat and these other things. Two days later. Everything that I was told in the week that I was in Green Bay was, take as long as you want. When I came out of the darkness, something changed. And he felt like the Packers went from waiting to pushing. I heard from multiple uh, people that I trust that they were interested in actually moving me. I think that pissed him off when he felt like that was what was going on and there wasn't a lot of communication between the two sides. I just think I wish that in the beginning of the offseason that had been the conversation because I love direct communication. And then eventually Mark Murphy, the team CEO, will bring him back down the line and retire his jersey and he'll be a Hall of Famer. We think we've signed the move in a different direction and we love you and you're going to be a Packer Hall of Famer. Around the hall as a Packer. But I'm going to go ahead and push publicly. I think that pissed Aaron off even more. They want to move on. Oh
2: my God, it's right time. And now? And now, so do
6: I. Someday, I think he's going to expound on feeling like the Packers were the ones who looted him rather than letting him go through this process. Yeah, they want to bring him back, that's
3: fine, it's a business. But there's a way of doing it that allows the man to keep the dignity. This just in Charles Robinson is plugged in. Uh let's do our crossover, brother from another you pod to win the game crossover with making his BFA debut, Charles McDonald. Charles, you're too young <laughs> to remember Charles in Charge. Was it Scott Bale <laughs> Charles Robinson? Remember that, remember that show? Charles, <laughs> Scott Charles in Charge yeah. <laughs> of our days, of our of our nights. Uh so we got a little a little Charles double feature here. Good to see you both. Um okay, Charles, since you know so much, Mr. Smarty Augustie. Um how is this standoff between With the Jets? Which Charles? Charles Robinson. All right, because Charles McDonald knows a lot, too. <laughs> we, we have the yeah, same wow. problem on the podcast. We have, we have so it's c Rob. and C-Mac. Well, I mean, we know. I mean, we have the same thing, but he's Michael. I'm Mike for purposes of this. Yeah, right. Of this here show. <laughs> Charles Robinson. How will this stare down between the Packers and the Jets uh, resolve itself? Or Charles is, if you'd like, Resolve it among yourselves for the Packers and Jets.
6: I mean, the Packers are going to cave eventually. Um, it's just whether or not the the Jets are willing to be patient in this whole process. I think what you're going to end up seeing is, my guess is it'll be probably two picks that will be offered, and uh, one of them will have the ability to, one or both, will have the ability to graduate based on either performance, performance, um, super bowl you know appearance or the number of years that rogers plays so i could see um you know a pick in the in the 2023 draft and then ultimately a pick in the 2024 draft the pick in the 2024 draft being based in you know what the 2023 performance is but um it won't be i think the only shot here for this to be like a first round included in this package is ultimately if there's some kind of escalator that's tied to either you know afc title game super bowl appearance that kind of, of situation
7: yeah i i think one of the interesting things about this situation this week has been the concept of leverage and who has more leverage in this situation yeah uh and i think it's more just kind of what side you view it on because they both do have some leverage over each other if you're looking at it from the packers side right uh aaron Rodgers just said he wants to go to the jets the Jets have proclaimed that they want Aaron Rodgers, but the Packers still have Aaron Rodgers. So that's their right. leverage. Uh, and then on the flip side with the Jets, we all know that they don't want Aaron Rodgers back. CEO Mark Murphy has said as much. Uh, so at some point they're going to have to pull the trigger on this trade. And it might even be for less compensation than uh, they're hoping for, which is at least one first round pick uh, at, at this point in time. So, you know, it, it, it's interesting that we're just gonna have to see what, or who decides to cave first. I, I think, you know, there's a an aspect for the Jets' points where you can say, hey, we want to get him in camp and get him uh, used to a whole new system, whole new state, city than what he was used to. Um, and for the Packers, it's
6: time to turn the page to the Jordan Love book. Here's a, here's a thing, too, that people have to consider is the leverage that Aaron Rodgers has. Because at some point, the Packers, they're going to move on into... Look, the building's going to open. Okay. And, and they're going to have to figure out what are they going to do if Aaron Rodgers goes, okay, I'm still under contract. I'm going to show up. So we're going to do this and I'll talk about this with reporters and we're going to do this thing inside the facility and I'm going to air out everything that I've aired out already. I'm going to keep doing it. And you tell me I can't come you lock me out because then at that point, the union's going to step in and go, wait a minute, this guy's under contract. He wants to report. You're saying, no, Steve, don't report. Steve
3: McNair-ish. Right?
6: Steve mcnair yeah. That's, and and yeah, the union's going right. to say, you're holding him hostage. Either, you know, you can't do this. Do whatever you're going to do. You can't lock him out of the building when the guy's under contract and he wants to be there. So I, look, Aaron Rodgers got a little bit of leverage to make this extremely awkward if he wants to push it.
2: And, you know at, at some uh, point. Fellas. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I am going to say, ahead,
7: at, at some point, the, the, the Packers like they have to just want to be done with this. I uh, even if, if it means not getting you would yeah you would think at this point because if this is what we're seeing publicly, I can't imagine what this has been like privately over the past year, especially since he didn't have such a great season last year uh, on the field. How how much longer do you want to deal with this? Uh, I I think look you got this is
3: old hat for them. Charles, this is, I I the is but... they've been dealing with this for 40 years <laughs> between, between Favre and Rogers. They're like, man, this is nothing. We I mean, Awkward. <laughs> what do you mean? A press conference? Aaron Dirty Laundry? They just, they move differently up in Wisconsin, man. You know that, Michael? You, you said they've been dealing with it for 40 years, but
2: I would say for the last 40 or 50 years, every New York sports fan has a story of an athlete coming to New York City <laughs> Maybe a little too late. You're, you're excited by the name, and then when you actually get the athlete in town, you think, damn, we got this guy maybe two or three years beyond his prime. And I bring that up, Charles, because I want your opinion and yours too, Michael. Have we not spent enough time on Aaron Rodgers' statement that, had I went into the darkness retreat, I was 90% sure I was going to retire? Oh, really? Ninety? Yeah. No, no, no. 90. Not 50-50. Not 30. 90. Yeah. 90% sure you're going to retire. And now you're talking about you want to play for the Jets. If you're the Jets, should you be a little freaked out? This dude is was 90% retired a week and a half ago.
6: No, normally, I would say yeah. But I really, truly believe Jets. if we – it's the <laughs> – if you want to talk about the most spiteful human being in the nfl per, per, maybe wow, in nfl history he i mean i'm telling you right now i think this guy is the most spiteful human in the nfl and he any professes that he's not but i think he would like nothing more i mean maybe the most spiteful person since brett farr i think he would love to go to <laughs> new york and win a super bowl and and just absolutely break dance on Brian Gutekunst's face, and just be like, "This is what you get." I, I, am telling you, I think, yeah, I, I, yeah, ninety ten. That should be concerning. If it wasn't for a guy who just needed to feel like he got kicked out, and and I think that changes the scales pretty pretty fast for Aaron Rodgers.
7: Yeah, I, I, if I was a Jets fan, I would I would have been a little concerned about how all this was going until the Pat McAfee thing, where he's you know, going in on his version of Scorched Earth against the Packers and proclaiming that he wants to be uh with the Jets. And if you're you're the Jets a fan or a part of the organization, this is a huge moment for this franchise because they haven't had a quarterback like this ever exactly Uh, and and i know that aaron Rodgers didn't play well last year but he's coming off two back to back mvps prior to that so there's really no reason for them not to go and try and get this thing i know the players in the locker room they really wanted to get a veteran quarterback this year this is probably the best option that they had on the market so you know you got to get it done i i if i was them i wouldn't you know turn my nose at trading the 13th overall pick for him just because this is the window to attack and if it costs you just the 13th pick i think it's kind of worth it
3: or for, or for me, that's what I would say. Like, even a 24 next year. If you're the New York Jets, you take one week of Aaron Rodgers, let alone one year of Aaron Rodgers, given the season you just came off of. You want to talk about, we were just talking about ownership holding teams back in the last segment. The Jets have been held back by their quarterback for years. For years. So, I mean, like, th- there's no concern about how long Aaron Rodgers wants to play because however long he plays is more quality quarterback play than the Jets have had in decades. Meanwhile, Want to get y'all take on another position. The most fascinating position to me in free agency thus far has been the running back market in some of these landing spots, whether it's David Montgomery replacing Jamal Williams in Detroit, Jamal Williams going to uh, run shotgun, if not take the lead, uh, for Alvin Kamara in New Orleans, depending on what happens with him, so on and so forth. Madison State in Minnesota, just the running back market has really been uh, fascinating. But the trade market, and I had this conversation with Michael and Jim Trotter and Mike Jones the other day, about the Austin Eckler trade request um, and um, you know him being allowed to seek a trade by the chargers I, maybe I'm tripping I, as much as I like Austin Eckler and as great a player as he is it's the wrong position in the wrong market with this class and this dr- this, this group of free agents and this draft class Charles McDonald it's like I don't think it's I, it's, it's coincidental that it's been quiet at least from what I know on the Austin Eckler front McDonald.
7: Yeah, I I think my takeaway this week from the running back market has been don't let your kids play running back. There's it, the the uh, the the you know what what they're getting now is is not quite worth what the punishment really is for that position. Even you look at Miles Sanders' contract that he signed with the Panthers, uh, four for twenty five. He's oh, one I'm of ridiculous. the best, right? He's one yeah. of the best uh, running backs in the league, and these guys they just aren't getting paid like that unless you're at uh the top very very top of the position so you know i think when you look at the austin eckler stuff um i think it's kind of i think he's a good player uh but i think it's also a real question like is he someone that you really need to trade like a first round pick for or a second round pick for and not just that but also give him the contract that he's looking for uh on top of that because i understand why austin is doing this you know he's getting closer and closer towards 30 years old We know that that's kind of a tough spot to play as a running back. So if the Chargers aren't going to pay him, then it's time for him to go try and figure that out somewhere else. But at the same time, that's kind of a tough risk for teams to make. And also uh, an an unnecessary one when you look at how easy it is to find these guys and how the market has just completely fallen off a cliff for uh, where these running backs are getting paid.
6: Well, and the appetite, too, when you look at it, is really only... It's teams that feel like they are adding the 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 piece to get them to a Super Bowl. That's how the McCaffrey trade to San Francisco came together last year. Was when they sat there and they contemplated the assets they were surrendering there, there were two things. They said, number one, he does everything. We can literally have the guy throw the ball at times. He's running it, he's catching it. Um, he he is a willing blocker, although we don't want him doing that kind of thing. So basically we're trading for a Marshall Falk type, we're trading for a Ladanian Tomlinson type and we're doing it to win the Super Bowl right now. Well, how many teams are sitting there right now in this market going? Well, we want to win the Super Bowl right now and the running back is the one thing that is sort of standing in our way right now. Um Yeah. Buffalo? I mean, it's a, your market is is it's insanely small when you're a, a, a running back of that level even when you're Christian McCaffrey. So it's just yeah, it's a brutal position. Charles is right.
5: I mean, yeah. I would,
3: you know, those get your kids, the
6: play receiver, position.
5: man, <laughs> yeah, something
3: want to want to want to want to hit uh hit two guys that are that are, I guess, kind of sort of linked. They were they were co-workers at one point. Charles Robinson. Is there an actual market for Odell Beckham? Because I'm reading about teams interest in him. Uh, or is he just running a hell of a PR campaign? Not at 20 million.
6: You ain't paying him
3: twenty million (laughs) APY,
6: okay? Like, let's just let's start here. There wasn't a a market for Odell at twenty million APY at the end of last season. Which we, how come no one's talking about the fact that he tried to straight up get a deal done last year (laughs) down the stretch, saying, "Well, you know, I'll 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 be there." He's like, he's, Lou's telling Cowboys players, "I'll be there for the for the playoffs." He's telling, you know, uh, front office of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, "I'm going to be there for the playoffs." He wasn't going to be there for the playoffs, which we should know right. now because it took him so long to get ready just for this free agency window. Okay, so no one was going to give him the money. Then he's 30 teams are sitting there staring at and going his best football is was two knee injuries ago way deep in the rearview mirror, you know, could he come in and, and do what he did with the Rams, which was being insane red zone weapon? Yeah, probably. But how long will that last?
3: And what is that really yeah. worth? It's not worth $20 million yeah. a season. Get it down so, to 12, 13. He's got a market. Charles McDonald, on the flip side, this is our first time talking about this. Michael and I talk about this guy all the time, and Michael got, got a thing for him. Um, oh, yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. Here is the fourth time a charm for Baker Mayfield? I'm low key oh intrigued on, by the man. potential, on, by man. the potential what? of Talk Baker about... hey, come in on. Tampa if he beats out Kyle Trask. That is, you know. So okay, I first off, I
7: don't even think this is a real quarterback competition. They didn't even <laughs> let they didn't even let Kyle Trask start over Glenn Gabbard to be Tom Brady's backup. Right. So like, right. if he can't beat out Kyle Trask it's over it's super duper over yeah. uh yeah. but w- what are you talking about what's exciting what's exciting here their offensive line is hey. terrible and they don't even have a running back
6: right now <laughs> wait i want to hear michael
3: keep up for your boy keep up for your boy well, i am gonna keep up for him i think i think
2: i think next month is natural national poetry month i'm gonna quote the poet Gino Smith. My critics wrote me off, but I ain't right back though. Okay, listen. Hey, if we still can get, if Gino can be comeback player of the year after 10 years.
6: Oh, wait a minute. But Baker Mayfield has better arm, better athlete, better better arm in in arguably worst organizations than even the the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland? Cleveland? (laughs) uh,
4: Not many worse organizations than the the Jets back then? dude, he got yeah. knocked yeah. down. They're lost right his there. <laughs>
2: They're
3: right he here. Yeah. Baker, Baker, he Baker did not get Baker did not get his jaw broken. Teammate
6: and and yo and no one came to his defense. People were just like, well, I'm, I'm just saw Baker That's Mayfield
2: like, <laughs> is not Baker Mayfield is not a great quarterback. I'm not saying that but he's not horrible either. He's got talent. He's won a playoff game. Uh, for a team that hadn't won a playoff game in many, many years, he's got. To, if you look at his touchdowns, the interceptions, they're not horrible. I, he needs to be in a situation maybe like this one, where the expectations are very low. He's got to. Re, he's got to prove himself. I think he's been humbled finally, after being waived by the Carolina Panthers and then going to the Rams and kind of reestablishing himself there briefly. I think Baker Mayfield has a, a lot more to give than he's shown so far. I, I this is a, this 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 may be one of the best signings of the offseason. I really mean that.
7: Oh, wow. No, please, wow. please, don't, say that. <laughs> Holy please don't say that man. We are really <laughs> okay. <big. laughs> are you are you not concerned about like his ability to be able to elevate what's going on around, around him because right now it's one of, outside the of receiver because you still got Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, uh, Russell Gage, at receiver, but offensive line, like they they don't have anyone right now. They just traded Shaq Mason to yeah. Texans. Donovan Smith got cut and I, I just don't think yeah, I don't think that Baker is this guy that can overcome a situation like that uh, unless he just kind of blacks out and is really accurate on his deep passes to Mike Evans. Uh, to me, this just kind of feels like a little stopgap. We're vibing for a year. We got the Super Bowl from the Tom Brady era and now we just kind of got to eat this well, hey, for a season before
2: we
1: get and, back to him. Yeah, am though.
2: but but Charles is isn't it unfair use the word uh, McDonald use the word elevate. All right. Last year, they had the greatest quarterback of all time. Leading them. They barely won the worst division of football. And in the playoff game, it was clear that Tom Brady didn't want to get hit anymore. So Tom Brady couldn't even elevate the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. So
4: uh, so
2: I'm not, right. but no, no. The case, but if the case is, if Tom Brady can't elevate a team, then why are we holding everybody else to that standard? What I'm saying is that Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's described like he's trash. He's not a good he's quarterback. Not trash. He's not trash. That's
3: well, but he's I'm, not a good quarterback. I'm saying he
7: has to elevate because he's joining a bad team right now, and yeah, I don't think skill that he's someone that can, that can overcome listen, something like that.
6: Yeah, I I think Charles was right. The skill positions have started to decline. You know, Mike Evans, I, I don't know what has happened with Mike Evans right now. I think there are teams in the league that would think of acquiring Mike Evans at this point from the Buccaneers, but then they look at the tape and they're like, we can't figure out. Like, he just looks like he's off, like he's a step slower than he used to be. And, you know, for he and Brady not to be on the same page for so long, you start to wonder, you know, have injuries caught up to him? Um, I, I think that the rest of the skill position players are. Again, it's it is not it's not necessarily an elevatable team. Um, and I, I guess I wouldn't necessarily kill Baker for that, but I think Charles McDonald's right. He's in a position where he needs to be able to do that to show people, I am yeah. this quarterback that you thought I was as a rookie, and then in year three. Here's the problem with Baker. It's been like this his whole, his whole career, right? Except the last couple of years, it's been like this. And all these teams well, have given him an opportunity. He's had a couple teams in a row give him an opportunity and go, nope. It's not. It's not there.
3: Well, I will say this: like it's, it is a bad situation or a declining situation. He's not gonna go to a good situation because if it was a good situation, they probably mean to be the New York Jets or somebody like Aaron Rodgers. They could do better than Baker Mayfield. Along with along those lines, though, I would also say I shit on Baker Mayfield as much as anybody. Michael knows this, but he showed You're me right. a lot the way he handled the Rams situation last year. I know it was one game, and he had another good game against Denver. But getting off the plane, beating the Raiders the way he did, I think. I think there's an op- what. But what, what
2: were his no, other? Options? I was gonna say. I was, I was, I, okay, no, listen. No, no, it's saying, no, in, no, is, no. Mike, what, what, Hey, Michael, Michael, he couldn't handle I'm saying,
3: No, when I say, say handle slick. it, I'm not. No, when I say handle it, I'm saying come into an organization on a Tuesday and win a game a in prime time on game. a Thursday. Yes, I'm just saying yes. he just showed me there was more to him beat? than even I thought. I knew Who'd he beat the Raiders. Okay, what was, I'll, I'll, what was the coverage? What was the coverage for all the time? I'm not he gonna humble, but he I'm sucked. not going to be a better player. Fire. Fine. He this sucks. The last you, thing you, you win. You win. He sucks. Yeah, let thing just we gotta move on.
2: Here's the last thing I s here's the last thing I'll say on this. The Super Bowl's in Vegas, right? Yes. Coming up next Super Bowl's oh. in Vegas? Yeah. I'll see y'all at awards awards uh, awards night when he's NFL, the a player in the league. Yeah. I'll see y'all. I'll see all y'all right. then. Okay, that's all.
7: Okay. Come back of the year, Baker Mayfield.
6: Okay. That's what
3: coming you got. back. But coming back, but 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 it can't come back coming back from what though? You know what I mean? And this he, is what he, I mean, get right? he, he survived yeah, I mean, that. Right, irrelevance. Right? Exactly. <laughs> coming back from coming back from <laughs> irrelevance. All right. Hey, I got i I I'm curious about this. We showed all the time. Um Charles Robinson. What is going on with Jonah Williams? Because just when I was to, ready to brag to Michael Holly about Mike Brown's Bengals spending big for Orlando Brown, here's Jonah Williams acting like right tackle ain't just as important as left tackle. Why is he asking for a trade?
6: I mean, because they just went out and they spent money on on two tackles. Now again, yeah, you know, look at the situation with Lyle. He can he can also play. I think Lyle would be a great guard. I mean, he's been a great guard in right. the past. I think he'd be a great guard again. Um, but I think like okay no one's no one's dumb i mean like left tackle money is where it's at he was geared to play left tackle he was drafted to play left tackle he thought he was going to play left tackle he got injured and then they went out and ultimately um replaced him after he thought hey i've i've gotten it back together i deserve to be at this position and i think in his mind he's like put him at right tackle sign this guy to play right tackle he just got let go well, by, yeah by by a team that wasn't entirely sure they could trust him at, at left tackle so if he's yeah I, you can I guess, make an argument
3: that I, I, Orlando Brown really is a right tackle, right? Like, it's oh, yeah. not it a right that's, be. best, that's, that's where his comes from. It, yeah. And he wants to honor his father's legacy. I'm, I'm saying, I just think that the days have passed where there's this, the blindside days of like, oh, left tackle is the pass protect. Like, they got these dudes coming from both sides. I agree I with I get that the left tackle is a premium agree. position. But it's like, so he can get his money yeah. regardless and maybe somebody, you know, somebody else will pay him. But I, 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 I was just happy to see the Bengals actually splurge, and I just want to brag on that. Yeah. Charles and Charles, we appreciate you guys. Thank y'all so much. Uh, let's do this again soon. Let's do the, uh, the UPA to win the game. I like, win I, feel, I like it. I like it. I feel like had a, teammate, had a
0: teammate. <laughs> I a like teammate. This. this
3: is great. Yeah. We're on a team. Well, it's not like you, need, not, Square, not like you needed help putting us in check. You ain't you ain't need help with a my but look when know.
6: it's when it's two yeah. on two and you're like, hey, let's argue that Baker Mayfield a good quarterback. I mean, we already won. <laughs> hey. We won immediately. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hey,
2: I'm, next time, next time, come representing a ba- uh, with, with a Baker jersey. Come on now, come correct next All time.
6: Right.
7: <clears throat> you're gonna sponsor Hannah Blackjack next year at the Super Bowl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
1: Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Come
3: In decades. Well, well, well. Look who's got a new podcast over at Yahoo Sports. Good word with Goodwill, part of the Yahoo Sports uh, Ball Live channel. It premieres Monday, March 20th. Make sure you subscribe to it. Support our boy Vincent Goodwill, and I mean, you know he's gonna have all the stars on his show. I mean, he' gonna be pulling everybody gonna come through and hang out with him. Um, maybe even us. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe he'll have, I, don't, I don't. I saw a tweet. And you shouted out a few people like you don't know, have Dan Devine, you're gonna have Amin El Hassan, you're gonna have Bamani Jones. No mention of either one of the Michaels, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm I, I, far be it for me to act like I'm not trying to act light skinned right now, Vinny. I'm not trying to act light skin right now. I'm just saying, you know, just saying, wow. I, there's no, no shit. Howard Beck, Ooh. no, there, there's no Michael Smith, no Michael, I know Howard nothing. Howard Beck, but okay, just cool, let me know when you're cool. done. Just let me know you're done. I'm done. I'm done.
8: Real, here I'm, thing, I'm done. Your light skin itself <laughs> doesn't stat- hang out on Twitter. That's what it is. You just don't hang out on Twitter. So if you hung out on Twitter, like you, you've deleted it pretty much before your, you know, for good oh, reason, I see what you're saying. but I would have added you
3: if I knew you would have been able to actually see the tweet. Then I would have retweeted. Or oh, I would have retweeted because my name don't ring bells. You're right. You're absolutely right. Uh, but no, congratulations, brother. You're, no, um, your name
8: your name sounds out. No,
3: no, your name sounds
8: out all through the Baltimore neighborhoods, man.
3: <laughs> all right, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, man, uh, Vin. You remember in elementary school because you know, Vin. I, I'm sure you were the class jokester. I'm sure you made a lot of jokes. I'm sure you disturbed the class. And, you know, back, front or back of the class, I'm sure the teacher had to say, "Vinny, Vincent, Vincent, quiet down and stop disturbing other people's enough. learning process." Right? That's enough. Right? That's enough, but, Vincent. But don't you hate it when the No, that was the quiet
8: kid, actually. Really? I the quiet okay. kid. But go ahead.
3: But okay. But don't you hate it when you, as the quiet kid, would get in trouble when somebody else made noise and the whole class couldn't go to recess, bro? What is this about the Grizzlies not staying overnight? in Miami or Atlanta or whatever, because of John ja Moran. Like all the years that these places have been difficult road trips for obvious reasons, John ja Moran and not mess it up for everybody in Memphis.
8: Ain't that how it go? Uh are we gonna say, <laughs> John. Ja, you're gonna fly ahead to the next destination? Wow, we hang back and kick it. Sometimes <laughs> the leader gets you know, sometimes the leader messes it up for everybody and you have to protect, you know, certain people from their own devices, right? Because is a two-week period, being funny, not being funny about it, but is a two-week yeah. period enough to cleanse yourself of all the things, all the trappings that are temptat- mm-hmm. that are temptations for you? Is two weeks enough for that? Is the counseling, is sitting on the couch for a week or whatever it is? Have you gone through the process long enough and thorough enough and been honest enough with yourself to where a two-week period yeah. is enough to clear yourself of all that? I don't think it is. I wonder, guys, if it was just long enough for him to get back on the floor,
3: right? Is it just long enough no for him many? to get back on. The floor? Do, do you know whether it was? Sorry to interrupt you. Do you know whether it's ongoing because it's like he was away and he's back, but counseling or what have you could, could always continue. Therapy could always continue, or is he like done with it? We don't know.
8: Like I, I don't think that was a, a question that was particularly answered, or was it even asked? Uh, during, during the interview that he had with uh, ESPN's Jalen Rose. I'm not sure if is actually going to address the media when he returns. I know he's slated to return on Monday, but I'm not sure if he'll play on Monday. He's got to ramp himself up, get himself back into conditioning and everything else. But and so, sometimes that, that is sort of the danger and being placed in an atmosphere where you're not asked a tough question. And tough questions oh. are not meant to back someone into a corner tough questions are sometimes asked, a lot of times asked, to produce the best answers, the more clear answers, so you don't have the Ooh. follow-ups like this or this all this ambiguity in, in such a way. And there's no shot or shade to anybody in that way no, because clearly Ja felt like he needed, he needed a safe space from all of the criticism that he suffered. Yeah. And sometimes in the culture that we have, people are afraid to ask tough questions because they don't want to upset the subject. But If you guys remember, even in situations where, you know, I think it was the Louis Farrakhan interview with Michael, Mike Wallace on CBS 60 Minutes. It seemed like Louis Farrakhan was getting the best of Mike Wallace, but what Mike Wallace was doing was antagonizing Louis Farrakhan to get the truth out of him. And it just looked like, oh my God, he got owned. No, he didn't. Sometimes you gotta ask questions and put yourself up there in a way and be vulnerable in a way. And I don't know if that's necessarily being asked. And I don't, like I said, it's two weeks long enough to get all these demons yeah. out of your system. I'm not sure about that.
3: Yeah, no, tough tough questions make the interviewee work. That's what the tough question is. Hey, think makes the listen. answer. It makes the uh, answer, uh, answer honestly,
4: y- y'all see that Sawatsky uh happening there. That was like, uh, you see that Mike? That, that's that's my boy. That's my boy, there? Vinny. that's
3: my boy right there. That's a that's some good that's stuff. I, cu- I couldn't agree ahead, with Mike. you
4: more Vinny now uh, but let let's let's uh, talk about not just Memphis and and uh and John Morant but the west in total the march madness is happening right now in uh ncw and college basketball and i think this year in the west will feel like that in that you're not really sure who's going to come out or why
2: like to me i
4: see all i Light see the beam. all these teams
8: <laughs>
4: I, I see all these teams in the west Vinny, and i can't call it can you
8: No, I can't I'm not even gonna say this one a lot to you. We're supposed to be the experts and use all these different statistics and a seventy game sample size, but don't nobody know a damn thing right now. Like the logic would say maybe Denver, because Denver plays the most consistent brand of basketball because you have The presumptive three-time MVP because they're reasonably Uh, healthy. But I don't know if anybody believes uh, in them. You can't believe in the champs because they can't seem to do anything away from their home building. And they're missing arguably their second best player in Andrew Wiggins. And I find it hard to believe that any team missing their second best player, regardless of how great Stephen Curry is playing. You can't pick them to win a championship. You can't pick them to even get out of a round or two. Phoenix I would like to say Phoenix because of Kevin Durant's greatness, but Kevin Durant, whether it's a slip or someone falling into him, he gets hurt. The Lakers, could it be the Lakers when LeBron comes back? Like, I'm not saying that adds a hope or a wish, but if they're the most healthy team and they're the team that plays a consistent brand of basketball, especially defensively, especially with shooters around LeBron and Anthony Davis, could they be a team that rolls through the West? The problem is I can see every team winning a series. Can you yeah. see a team winning four? Can you see the Clippers putting it together for four? Can you see Sacramento who's sort of playing a sort of playoff-like style of basketball doing it? The only reason we're saying that Sacramento ain't doing it is because we've never seen Sacramento do it.
3: Right. Um back to uh, back to that presumptive three-time MVP. Oh, uh, statement Oh, we ain't got time. We ain't got, oh, we don't need it. I'm gonna just give leave it to Vinny to give, give Vinny a good word in the last word because it feels like in that face you make it, it kind of speaks to I think it speaks to what I'm about to say which it feels like everybody has been kind of shamed into not voting for Nikola Jokic if Nikola Jokic somehow wins a third straight MVP. Please, I hope he can go far deep in the Western Conference because I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it if he gets another regular season recognition and his team falls short in the playoffs. Now, having said all that, Embiid is certainly coming on strong. I know it's about the totality of the regular season, Vinny, but is it now Joel Embiid's uh, award to lose? Because I just all I want to do, Michael, and I see your face too, all I want to do is have a basketball conversation about MVP. That's all I want to yeah. do. I just want to talk about all the court. Can we do that? Can we talk about basketball, Vinny? Is that okay?
8: If we're talking about basketball MVPs, why are we not talking about Giannis? Are we not talking about the the best player in basketball, the most impactful player in the game, the guy with real bona fides, the guy that can take over a game on both ends of the floor? Oh yeah, and his team is 19-3 and in the last 22 games once he got his second best player back and they are still a threat to win 60 games. So to me, Yeah, it's still Jokic in the conversation and maybe he's leading it because I don't think that voters have changed that much. But I think Mm. it's a legit three-man race and you could vote for either three guys. And I do think it'll be a closer race than it's been over the last, since the Twitter era. There have not been close races in the Twitter era because of groupthink and bullying maybe this will be a close race and everybody's sensibilities will be a little bit different. Mine is higher for three-time MVP for history. You can't just be the best player. You've got to have a bunch of other things. But if we're going best player, best team, ain't that Giannis?
3: Probably. Well, oh, like but if it, yeah. but it feels like it feels like the momentum. Just this is strictly anecdotal, and I don't want to overstate it because you know you'd be like, oh, everybody's saying this. No, you read one tweet. Oh, you saw one person everybody, say this. Everybody Everybody's no, saying everybody it. Everybody's so saying it. Nobody's. I'm not trying to. Nobody yeah, says, I'm not trying to succumb, yeah. yeah, nobody's talking about what a lot of people are talking about. it. I'm not trying to succumb to that. I, it just feels like Embiid's on a tear right now. Embiid's on a tear. He's obviously yeah. the betting favorite, but it also feels like whatever. Injustice some people think was done by Nikola Jokic winning over Embiid these last couple of years will be righted this year. Not saying this is Joel Embiid's training day. This is not a lifetime achievement MVP. He's deserving, but it feels like he is like the the momentum. The wind is behind him as well as he's playing incredibly well right now.
8: He's not Karl Malone. That's
3: the only fraud MVP I see. <laughs> Way to it get a caramel Malone, Malone. in there.
8: Issues.
3: Any opportunity to get a caramel Malone that you do it. Love you, Vinny. Oh. Love y'all. Appreciate Damn. y'all. All right.
6: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.